Welcome to the Teach Me Good podcast with your host, Art Kai. Soon you'll hear from him and his friend, Fernando, and later they'll talk to a special guest who will teach them about something. Not everything will be accurate, but hey, we're all just trying our best out here. Yee-haw! Enjoy. Fernando. Oh my god, Art, you, you are a handsome man. I don't know if I've ever told you that. <laughs> what? You are a handsome, handsome man. No, you are. You're yeah. handsome. Look at you. You're wearing like a dress-up shirt with a yeah. hat. And you're wearing a Thrasher t-shirt, and you could not, you could not look better than, more better, what do you, more, what? more handsome is, than me right this now. Is a tr- this is a t-shirt that so, is, that people so wear all the time. effortlessly handsome. <laughs> yeah. What made you decide to come into this podcast with that kind of energy? I feel like anytime I see you, Art, it's just, <laughs> it, that energy comes out of me naturally. Yeah, but you've never brought it up until now. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like the listeners would agree with me that I constantly, <laughs> I constantly comment on how handsome you are. Stop. Stop. Yeah. We're not talking about that today. No, no, because we talk about it enough. We talk, we, yeah, we, it's almost, talk, yeah. We should get a Patreon about how about, <laughs> a Patreon episode about how we just talk about how handsome each other are. How handsome <laughs> we, you are. How no, handsome you, we how are. Handsome, how handsome Art Kukai is. <laughs> Very handsome. You're killing man. me. No, you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. I do feel pretty today, yeah, especially. You should. You should. Uh, this t shirt that I just put on because mm-hmm. I have would never, I don't think I'd wear this in public, but I just have the thrash, I have a thrasher t shirt, guys. Yeah. And it um, looks great on them. It's, it's a black and white. It, my girlfriend Lauren actually got this for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Shirley Jackson today. Shirley Jackson, of course, the legend that I actually have no clue who that is. You know what? Uh, I don't know either. I have no clue who Shirley Jackson I've is. I've heard the name. Uh, All right. Did they play for Major League Baseball? N- maybe. No. You want to keep did, guessing? Did they? Uh, are they the namesake <laughs> of the Shirley Temple? Uh, no. No. Uh, <laughs> I think the namesake for the Shirley Temple is Shirley Shirley Temple, Temple yeah, for sure. Um, it's what, actually uh, Shirley Shirley Smith. No, uh, she a singer. Shirley Jackson. Shirley Jackson's an author. Oh, see, of course, that's why I didn't know, guys. I it's very it's very <laughs> well docked, very well documented that I do not read. <laughs> so, well, the issue is, yeah, you don't read. That's the issue. Yeah, that's the issue. Uh, <laughs> well, I didn't know. I didn't know who Shirley Jackson was either. Um, uh, I, I've heard, I've definitely heard of her. I've heard that name being thrown around. I think she's kind of a popular, I think she writes murder mysteries. Okay. Uh, she's kind of an Agatha Christie. You I, know say, her? I, I was, I was about to just bring up Agatha Christie. You know, I think she's a similar, Classic. she's similar to Agatha you know, Christie. Murder, murder on the Orient Express. You know, that's, yeah. that, that's Agatha what Christie, right? What did you right? say? What did you um, say? I'm so sorry, but, but <laughs> that's an Ag- that's Agatha Christie, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an Agatha. That's oh, an look Agatha. at that. I'm, I'm so, <laughs> so knowledgeable. <laughs> On. you're on it dude yeah that was good i pulled that yeah. off top i just i've never even i don't even know a book i've never read a single <laughs> word written by agatha christie right. know her know her most popular book so this is good i think this is gonna be an interesting episode mainly because i don't we don't we both don't know anything about her i just know she's an author and i, I and my friend uh he gave me a list of topics as as all my guests do all of our guests and he was like shirley jackson i'm like that's very very specific yeah. And I feel honestly, like we don't get a lot of specificity in that. Honestly, sometimes. you could have told me Shirley Jackson was a a contestant on The Masked Singer, and I would <laughs> like I it it, did, it could have been anything. it could have, you've been like yeah that's cool that's, yeah she was the parrot sure yeah. you know just could have been like Shirley Jackson's my mom you'd be like yeah. oh, that plays that plays for yeah. sure I get it <laughs> um, no Shirley Jackson is an author I believe yeah. a and, poet you know 
Yeah, it could be a poet. Uh, yeah. It could be a murder mystery poet, a very Edgar Allan Poe-esque person. You know who that is, right? Yes, of course. The, the pit and the pendulum. The pit and the pendulum. Uh, what is it? The, the raven? Keep going. Keep going. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's another one? What's another? What's the one where where uh, the guy murders like his wife and hides her behind a wall with a cat in the basement? Which one is that? Um, I think that is Cat in the Hat. No, that can't be it. Um, I don't know. I don't remember that one. I have read The Pit and the Pendulum. Okay. Um, I have read that. You so you know. do read. It's not like you don't I, read. I've read before, yes. <laughs> I have read, but like, do I actively read? No. 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 Like, like, you know, some people are like, oh, what are you reading right now? And people just ask you that. That's yeah. not a question I've ever been able to answer. <laughs> like, it's... You're like, you have to just go through your Rolodex of like, yeah. uh, The Pit and Pendulum. I'm still yeah. reading that. I just told, I'm like, oh, I'm reading Deep Economy by Bill McKibben. <laughs> Deep Economy You did by start Bill that McKibben. book, right? I, I, you know what happened? I've started it like eight times. <laughs> and every time I've, I've gotten maybe like eight chapters, I've gotten like a hundred and something pages in. Yeah. And then every time something happens, the most recent time I was reading it, and I was like maybe halfway through the book, and my boy, my brother's girlfriend, your boyfriend, <laughs> my, no, my brother's girlfriend took the bookmark and she moved it, Ugh. and I was like, I was like, well, I'm not reading this book. Wait, anymore. why did she do that? She, she thought it would be funny, and <laughs> that sounds terrible. What and a, I was just like, I was like, yeah, douche. I'm, not, I'm not reading this book anymore. I was anymore? like, because now I got to go and find the page I was on, which would have taken, yeah. I don't know, two minutes. It's, it's the ridiculous. effort. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sign you didn't actually like the book that much. You're like, I don't I want actually, to read this anymore. I actually do really. I would I would recommend, based on the 127 pages I did read, Yeah. I would highly recommend this book. Right, right. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it's all about, it's Bill McKibben lays out a, a way to build a more sustainable future that Whoa. isn't based on an economy that looks for infinite growth. Okay. And, and it's a great book. Buddy, um, this sounds like a horror story, my guy. This sounds a, like a murder mystery, dude. It, it's a... <laughs> It's a, it's, I would say it's, it's like he builds a world that I would say is almost like a liberal dream. Does he, and, uh, does he call for, uh, the proletariat uprising? No, he does not call for the pro. <laughs> I don't want to read it. Yeah. You should, you should read it. You should read it. He talks a lot about apples, you know? I, okay. I know you love apples. You know? I'm a fan, I'm a fan of apples. I've it, known it, to eat an apple a day. Yeah. It wakes you up better than coffee. An I don't believe that at all. That is 100% true. Um, I don't believe that at all. Uh, I start, I start my day every morning with a steaming hot cup of, Dr. Oh. Pepper <laughs> and one sliced apple. Uh, God, you're disgusting, uh, <sighs> but also slightly healthy. But anyways, we're not talking about Melvin Kibben. We're not talking about <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. We're not talking about even Agatha Christie. We we're honestly should ab- talk about all these things, though, eventually. We'll get around to it. it. At that point, it gets a little like derivative. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, Who cares that? at that point? Yeah. yeah. But Who cares also, about books? It's not a book ca- podcast. Edgar Allan Poe, I w- I'm going to say overrated. <laughs> overrated uh not even whatever. that scary <laughs> what he, he created the, the the like the the mystery genre i think is what he's, yeah. he's credited as yeah whatever okay what? <laughs> i could have done that he did not create the mystery genre the mystery <laughs> genre has been a while well, around there, for a there's while there's a genre of book that he supposedly created yeah and I, it was something like mystery or something probably like, like erotica but not the point uh edgar Allan <laughs> poe overrated uh yeah. i was kind of what's that show with kevin bacon where he he's like he's like catching serial killers the following and sure. it's like it's very based around edgar Allan poe and i was like oh really i'm over it yeah <laughs> okay okay yeah we're not this is not this is not a podcast about edgar yeah. Allan poe and your hatred yeah. towards him yeah it's Maybe about it shirley be. jackson everybody shirley jackson, i know how guys. i know shirley jack shirley jackson is the name of maybe Hannibal Buress's 
previous girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> that would be awesome if that's yeah. what we're talking about. And it's yeah. like the, it's like the same name, but we just like got the wrong person. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay, we're talking about <laughs> Hannibal Buress's ex. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Um, but no, we're talking about Shirley Jackson, the author, with my pal Tim Cobb. Everybody, enjoy this episode with my pal Tim. Tim, can you read that thing for me real quick that I just sent? Hi, my name is Tim Cobb, and I'm going to teach art about Shirley Jackson because he needs to stop sitting around and actually read something for once. Wow, I feel like, okay, I feel I thought, like we've had some literary people on this, and every single time, they just decide that I don't read enough. I don't know what the deal is. I mean, it's true. I don't read enough, and it's 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 embarrassing to put myself out there, but I'm just being vulnerable, all right? And um, <laughs> Tim, how do you feel? Are you excited to do this? I'm excited for you to, ha- to have you on. You're a pal. You're uh, We've known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I know. I feel like when we first met, you were like, I can't believe you're so old. And now you're (laughs) older than I was when we met, which for the record, I was like 25 or 26 when we met. (laughs) Did I say that? Did I say that in like a very like uh, mean way? Like I was like judging you for being old because I did not mean it that way. I was just. No, 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 no. It was just funny. Yeah, I know. It was funny because. Are we is Art Kai not the oldest person in this group right now? Oh. No, I'm probably a few years. I am 29 years old. Ooh, okay. Well, yeah, you look you look amazing. Okay. Yeah, you look, yeah. You, yeah. That's you, that's the whole point I was trying to make. You've aged so much better than art. Is all. <laughs> oh so. my god, that is not true. Um, um, anyway, we're not talking about age. Uh, I wish we were, to be honest. No, I'm just kidding. We we are talking about this uh, this this person, Shirley the sp- Jackson. Spooky. Uh, the spooky writer. Yeah. So. I feel like I've heard of Shirley Jackson probably in like a very like Jeopardy way, like oh that Shirley Jackson was an answer on Jeopardy, or I guess a clue and an answer on Jeopardy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a very like thing that you just hear around here and there. Yeah, and I know she um, writes murder mysteries. Not really, exactly. Uh, Yikes! Um, I gotta go. <laughs> I would say that she kind of falls into this category of fiction that I love called weird fiction. Okay. Um, which is like sort of like horror terror adjacent, but like instead of like it's kind of like a fun twist on like ghost stories with vampires and werewolves and stuff. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. So weird, but I guess you call it weird fiction. But it's is it not technically it is horror or is it not horror? Well, and I think that this is part of the reason why Shirley Jackson had kind of like um maybe fallen into obscurity for a little bit is that Mm. it's really kind of hard to put your finger on what exactly um she does yeah like i would say like rather than horror it's like more about like the build-up and like the Mm. terror of it and like the anticipation and the dread and sort of like the psychological state of it um because like when you actually think about it like there isn't like anything really that frightening about any of the books yeah um okay. but you know uh, mr stephen king though says uh <laughs> that you know her book the haunting of hill house is perhaps the greatest ghost oh, shit. story Wait, is it haunting of hill house yeah that yeah. is like a netflix show now right yeah yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. shit i yeah i, I know you exactly watch that shit yeah. i watched that did you watch it 
Yeah, I did. And it was actually right after I had read this like huge, like very comprehensive, very recent biography of Shirley Jackson. Amazing. And I felt really disappointed by the show. Oh, I was gonna uh, say, is it is it like the show it's not like the show or the book at all? The show's not like the book? Well, I would say that I do appreciate because it's actually been adapted into it was made into a movie twice. Um, But so the show takes a lot of liberties. But like, I think Mm. that the central sort of like idea behind it um, is really like true to the work. So I think that in some ways it's like a very it's not a very faithful adaptation, but I think it gets to the heart of it. That like that whole like mood, the vibe of the the thing right yeah exactly yeah which i think when you're adapting a book is actually probably more important than like being like well wait a minute in the book her name is this <laughs> yeah. yeah wait a so, second actually so like, you're saying yeah. I, should, I should i can skip the show is what you're saying um i feel like the show's fun you know what i really think is amazing is the uh, movie from the 1960s just called Ooh. the haunting okay um and you know that's like a horror classic i think it's still it's been streaming on the criterion channel for that's also been remade right so it was remade so actually this is probably my first encounter with shirley jackson it was remade in the late 90s to a movie called the haunting with um catherine zeta jones and i believe um what is that goofy blonde guy's name uh the Uh, haunting owen wilson I think it is Owen Wilson. Really? That's funny. Um, Not so. Yeah, Owen Wilson. That's amazing. So the movie is like. So like, I think that like the best haunted house movies like are or the best haunted houses are the haunted houses that don't kill you. Which I think that this 1999 movie, The Haunting, um, totally uh, kind of gets wrong because like in it, Owen Wilson's head. Like I saw it when I was in third grade, and I was obsessed with it, but. Um, at one point, Owen Wilson's head just literally like rolls off his body like a bowling ball. Just like a very boring way to <laughs> yeah. like just. <laughs> you actually hear the pin like sound effect as, it, as it's going. Well, like I just think it's like at the climax of like all this. This house is like kind of like destructing itself yeah. from the inside in, and everything's kind of like rumbling and shaking. I actually have recently wanted to rewatch it to like see if Confirm. this. Yeah. Um, memory is actually true but true. like i just remember his head like no yeah. blood just like his like severed head like yeah. rolling so it's down the hall. Campy. it's kind of yeah. campy movie. it's kind of yeah. movie yeah, actually, I, yeah. Actually i think it's segue. like 15 percent rotten tomatoes so yeah really bad. Oh, I think, yeah it's probably bad my but, kind of movie i mean the 90s horror was just like a it's a fucking a riot you know what i'm saying like yeah. every movie is so campy but mm-hmm. this is actually a good segue into what uh i wanted to, to first talk about uh-huh. Tim, how did you? What is so personal? Okay, so you gave me a list of of things to talk about, and Shirley Jackson was so specific. Like, what is the appeal for you? And like, how did you start watching, reading Shirley Jackson? Like, w- give me the whole backstory with you and her. Well, it's actually really interesting because I came to her. You know, I've always been a reader. I um like Brad. growing up, love Stephen King. I yeah. um <laughs> you know. You know, and I love like 
uh i feel like when i was like in middle and high school like i just used to like go on amazon and like look for like books wow you know look for books book nerd little bookworm well actually it's interesting because amazon used to be like kind of before amazon like became what it was yeah now like there's actually people who would like make like curate lists of books and be like so like you know i like remember reading the bell jar and like loving that when i was in seventh grade and then like in all these books that were like creepy women's fiction yeah um shirley jackson was always on the list but i never really paid much attention to her okay um and i also remember as a big simpsons fan and there's like a joke about uh an episode um where they there's like lottery fever happening in springfield and um kent brockman's like on tv being like and like many people checked out shirley jackson's the lottery even though it has (laughs) nothing to do with With the lottery lottery. Yeah, yeah Um, yeah. It's a very Simpsons. Wait, she, so she wrote sure. the lottery. She yeah, she the, wrote the lottery. Okay, I, I'm familiar with the lottery. Yeah, I mean that's that's like one of the I'm, you the know ones, the bigger yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so I guess like fast forward to me in high school, I don't think I had ever read her. The yeah. library was giving out a bunch of free old books, like Love discarded that. books, and yeah. I picked up um, her last novel. We have always lived in the castle. Mm. I had it for years. I never read it. And then when my first apartment in New York after I graduated college, my roommate, Sophie, um, stole it from me. I, she borrowed it, and then she never gave it back to me. Stole and it, then, yeah. Yeah, stole it. Stole it. Sorry, Sophie. We protect you no longer. The, the yeah. truth is out there. Yeah. What's her For last hundreds, name? What's her yeah. last name? Stiasny. <laughs> I wonder if she'll listen to this. Yeah, um, I hope she does. because we. Need if, to she listens, if you're listening, Sophie, um, you know, don't. I mean, she probably doesn't even sell. You owe him ten dollars for that. Book. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you then, the book back, right? Yeah. Okay. I never got it back. I never got uh, it. Back. Okay. Yeah. This, um, this podcast is turning well, into we got to hunt down. Yeah. If you don't right charge now. it, for, this is how Blockbuster <laughs> went up under because people didn't return. Yeah. We don't. There's no charging. Yeah. We got yeah. really. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Okay. But um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then so I had this copy. We've always lived for the castle. I'd been carrying it around for like you know ten years, moving it all around to all my different apartments and stuff and then like i don't know what inspired me i got a kindle and i was like oh i really want to read we have always lived in the castle and i read it and it was just like a lightning it felt like a lightning rod like it just totally felt like zapped you this is like kind of like the um i guess this is like the perfect kind of like combination of all the things that i like I'm interested in like I love mm-hmm. like old haunted houses. I love yeah. haunted house stories. Yeah. I love these sort of like psychological interior thrillers. Right. Um. I love sort of just like weird, dark, funny humor. Oh um, yeah. And it's all just like you know she's such an impeccable writer. Um. Yeah. And then from there, I just um really dove in to her work. I mean, she's yeah. written six novels and two memoirs. I've okay. read four of the novels and maybe like 200 short stories. And oh, you know, she's a big short story writer then. Big short story writer. And I've probably read 60 of them. And I, yeah. I also like love her work so much that I have um, 
whatever's available on audiobook and i'll just sometimes nice. like if i'm cleaning the bathroom like turn on Holy the short shit. story collection yeah obsessed. i mean and it's I funny it. because i think at this point in my life i'm not reading in the way that i used to mm. um where i'm not like really seeking out a lot of like new books and like right. i right. feel like it's just so nice and familiar and inspiring to me as like a writer and um a yeah. creator of things to like have this um writer who I guess I so closely identify with who I can kind of like dip back into and like right. kind of like seep in her tea so and she's like you feel like I feel like now at this point in your life you're like there's a there's like a relationship between you two almost yeah. right it's like this intimate thing that you just like want to just keep developing right totally and it's actually so funny talking about film adaptations there was actually a kind of like fake bio or like a very um loose a yeah, a very loose, like exaggerated biopic made of her last year called Shirley, um, okay. and it Watch, got a lot of critic. I had to turn it off because it offended me. Um, down to like you know her uh, Shirley Jackson's husband was like a very uh, renowned professor at the time, and like the college campus in the movie. I'm like, this is not the Bennington campus. Like, I don't believe it a second. Like we, my, uh, I probably watched maybe like 10 minutes of it and yeah. it was just like so painful that i was like um there is this poet um susan howe who has a book called my emily dickinson and okay. she talks about like her relationship being like a poet who loves emily dickinson and yeah. like at one point of it she's just like that's not my emily dickinson <laughs> and i feel like seeing this movie surely that's i was like, like that's yeah. not my shirley jackson right so what what is her life? Like, what do you know about her? And what is, uh, I, do you, I'm assuming you find your life to be interesting too, right? Yeah. And I think that like what I find so interesting about it is, well, I'll give you kind of like um, some starting points. So yeah. she was like born in 1916 to like a, yeah, old yeah. Um, California sort of like dynasty, like a very like, I guess like uh, aristocratic Californian family, like one of the first sort of like- cool big california families yeah and Very her cool. great 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 or great great grandfather stanley or mm, samuel bugsby um <laughs> He was like a very famous architect and like um, he created all these like crazy elaborate mansions um, uh, in San Francisco. And it's actually <clears throat> crazy because so many of them were destroyed in the earthquake that happened uh, at like the turn of the century. Yeah. So like, you know, this person who's writing these like amazing haunted house stories, yeah. like she, you know, like a connection of like her childhood and like, you know, uh, a relic basically lost in a way, right? Yeah, and even when she was like writing The Haunting of Hill House, she like wrote to her mother and being like, do any of, are there any pictures that oh exist God. of like these crazy houses that my grandpa would design? Yeah. Um, so wow. that's super cool. And then her grandma was a Christian scientist, which is yeah. like another thing that I'm like really interested, interested. in. Yeah. Like, you know, weird new age religion. Reli yeah. Um, so yeah, so her family moved from San Francisco to Rochester, maybe when she was like 16 or 17. Okay. Um, and you know, she was like the only daughter of this, like very aristocratic, I guess aristocratic is the wrong word, yeah. but like very upper middle class, rich. like so yeah. social climbing, rich right. family. Yeah. Um, so her mom like really wanted her to be a debutante, but she was just like kind of this like weird girl yeah. who a little edgy a little uh, a little counterculture <laughs> very counterculture and also like my favorite type of weird girl where she's yeah. like 
knew that she was weird and knew that she was a misfit but was also like i'm don't want to be like it sucks that i like have to hang out with the other weird people because i know that i'm like cooler than them i'm just like not mainstream Mm -hmm. right like it's almost like she knows the image of it and she knows that she just this is just who she is it's not like an image for her it's just like deep down personally this is her you know and i feel like a lot of weird people weird people are like putting on at least something you know Um, yeah no totally and like you know it's like in late like now like it's kind of amazing because like i don't think that you know and i think that being writing these books like everyone kind of was like oh you're weird you're weird like it's just like her whole life she had kind of been put like yeah the weird label had been put on her right um right so so did she she didn't become a debutante what did she do like uh, what was her life you know well so um the family moves to rochester, rochester. and mm-hmm. i guess the early 30s they weren't really <clears throat> hit hard by the depression, depression. nice um yeah lucky nice. Yeah. yeah and um <laughs> she goes to the university of rochester for like a year oh, cool. um yeah become makes like her first real friend the french ex- oh. exchange student <laughs> took all the way to college to make one for one friend yeah and wow. um yeah then she kind of has a mental breakdown um which like figures into a lot of her books wait but then, pause her you, yeah there's does she write about her first friend is that how you know about them well so she kind of had so um she i guess like growing up in california she had a friend but you know it was kind of like the other weird girl that she kind yeah. of like was didn't care made to yeah. um be friends with but yeah she goes to college and like meets this french exchange student named Janou, who like <laughs> Um, is like the first time that she's ever like really like with someone who's like her intellectual Connected. equal. Yeah. They like, you know, I, Rochester at this point was kind of like a bustling town. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a big movie culture because Kodak was, um, oh. I guess, housed there. Um, cool. So they would go see a lot of silent movies. And that's so dope. Yeah. yeah. So it's like cool. And, you know, they like. You know, obviously, this like Parisian foreign exchange student like oh. has to come to Rochester yeah. and is like pissed off about it. Yeah, um, but I'm they kind of like ate that up. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. absolutely makes sense. That's funny. Yeah, but then yeah, she has a mental breakdown. I don't really remember why, but she you know wrote about it and she dropped out of school. And also, yeah. she another reason I kind of relate to her is that she was always kind of like a bad student like very smart <laughs> but like kind of a bad student yeah like he didn't really give a fuck yeah. <laughs> um right. which i relate to but yeah and then like you know she kind of gets better from this like mental breakdown and um she then transfers to syracuse university where Whoa. she she flourishes of course as transfer students do yeah exactly <laughs> love that um and she writes a story for the college literary magazine. Cool. And yeah, um, and this other student, he um, reads it and he's like, I have to find um, whoever wrote this because this person's my soulmate. Whoa. And it ends up being the man that she's married to for the rest of her life, Stanley what? Hyman. What? Yeah. Oh my and... God. If anyone did that to me in college, like just, I just, all the stupid shit I wrote. Can you imagine? Can you imagine well, that happening today? It'd be crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because some people are like, "Oh, that was cr- that's creepy," but I'm yeah. like, "That's kind of dope to be yeah. like that kind of." It'd be kind of, or I don't know if you know, there used to be this uh, this comedy show that they would have comedians perform for somebody that's blindfolded. Like no. three, three comedians Where? would perform for a girl, and she's blindfolded, and then at the end, she chooses which comedian she wants to go on a date with. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds based terrible. Off, based solely on their set. <laughs> Oh and, my god. 
Could you imagine if you did that, she picked you, and then you got married to that person? No, <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't work out. <laughs> it's just what... It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, um, that's, this is reeking of the pit loft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just say. Guys, I have a show idea. We need to do this now. <laughs> we need to bring this back. Um, no, that's sweet. I like the I like the whole like I mean that's very college. I think at the point you know at the time it's like the 30s, right? 30s or mm-hmm. 40s. It's like call you kind of go to college to like continue uh, learning obscure stuff almost, you know. And mm-hmm. it, it's very much like oh, kind of more literary. Um, I would say perhaps bougier people being mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna read this literary journal. Also, there's nothing else to do there, so it kind of makes sense that like mm-hmm. this is the only form of entertainment, and it's like I guess I'll read. It's almost like Netflix for them, right? It's like yeah, kind of like, like, oh, <laughs> like, I like this I like this writer. Uh, I guess I'll check I'll check her out, and here we are in yeah. love. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the funny thing, because, like, her parents were, like, forcing her to go to college so she could find a husband, and, like, (laughs) you know, as much as she wanted to, like, defy them, she, like, basically did go to college and found a husband, but, you know, um, he was a Jewish communist from Brooklyn, which her bougie um, parents did not like. Oh, my God. Bernie Sanders is Shirley Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. Uh, okay, cool. So she she wrote this thing, found a husband in, at Syracuse. Uh, what's up, Cuse? And then mm-hmm. uh, what? Starts writing more? Like starts publishing shit? Like what happens after college? So um, they live in New York for like a period of time, and I think that you know in that period, you know, she's starting to write. Um, I guess like maybe um, in the. Yeah, so I guess she's like having like a few stories published here and there, but like yeah. nothing super substantial. Right. Um, her first novel, which I haven't read, I'm kind of saving it. I, I think it's called the saving for what? Like your deathbed? Like you're just like one last? <laughs> well, I don't want to like <laughs> blast through all of them. I mean, I've yeah. read four of them. The, yeah. There are two that I'm kind of like um, holding off, holding yeah. off so that I'm like you know when I'm ready. Yeah. And this one is actually kind of like maybe not the best one it's called the road mm. through the wall which is like kind of about her childhood okay um interesting and it's like just about like a middle class like upper middle class like california suburb Got it. um so cool. like you know not th- and that was in 1948 um yeah. so i guess like you know maybe eight years after college so you know she and stanley were living together um i what guess what's stanley doing so that's actually interesting. Um, you know, he was an editor for The New Yorker for a period Whoa. of time. Cool. Yeah. So, like, it's actually kind of funny because in their lifetimes, I think he was is kind of like seen was seen as maybe like the more successful one. Yeah. So he was like a longtime New Yorker writer, editor, and then he mm-hmm. eventually got a job teaching at Bennington College in Vermont. Cool. Nice. So. Jew Bernie from Sanders? Brooklyn, Bernie Sanders in the house, <laughs> dude. What? Um, I know it's it's uncanny. Yeah, and I had never realized it. And we gotta we gotta you. go down that rabbit hole. We need to get you back on the podcast after doing some research and find all the connections between Bernie Sanders and what is it, Stanley Hyman? Stanley Hyman, Stanley Edgar Hyman. Okay, yeah. same person. Never seen yeah. them in the same room together. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, so, okay, so she he's teaching, and she's sort of just, like, writing, throwing things out there, kind of, like, getting things published here and there, but not, like, nothing big time, right? 
Yeah, so it's actually kind of interesting because, like, she's known as a horror writer, but, like, yeah. actually, she was writing a lot of, like, just, like, random essays about being a mother for, like, yeah. women, like, good housekeeping and stuff. Yeah. And um, she eventually um, combined a lot of that into, like, two memoirs about, like, being, like, a, like a mother in New England. Yeah. Which is, like, so <laughs> funny to be like the yeah. person who wrote like some of the like the scariest ghost stories ever also like wrote these like really charming like um, um you know like memoirs this yeah. one is called life among the savages and it's yeah. just like about like her kids and like it's very much like that um comic strip family circus okay yeah. um very but like then normative yeah. type stuff yeah where it's like a chipmunk got in the house like <laughs> and the cats didn't know what to do yeah speaking of yeah corny corny stuff is what we're yeah, yeah but it's actually like very readable and very fun and like i think that like one of the things that really attracts me to her is that like i think that we have like all these like kind of like preconceived notions of like what it was like to like live in the 1950s and like mm -hmm. women it, like I, i'm not gonna like say that women weren't oppressed in, yeah. like by the patriarchy sure. then but like i think that like learning reading her sort of memoirs and like learning more about her life like i think that it sometimes feels like um she has i think that you know she has a lot more agency than maybe like earlier biographies gave yeah. her where sure. um you know she was like like they basically she and stanley basically had an open marriage and like wow. were like very uh i mean so she was like not always into the fact that he was like sleeping with his students um, but like yeah hard thing to uh, jump on board uh, about uh, <laughs> yeah but like i think that like you know she um like reading her writings of her life and um you know read uh, like kind of like really getting the details of it it's like oh like the 1950s wasn't that different from you know life now especially right. for like kind of these bohemian sure um, mm -hmm artist types i mean it makes sense yeah. i mean like you know yeah. the, the themes of life yeah. don't change throughout yeah. you know time you know i've watched the queen's gambit yeah i've seen the queen's gambit i've seen queen's gambit i've seen marvelous yeah. amazing yeah. i've seen mad men like i yeah. get it dude yeah. i get it makes their sense whole vibe it was but, easy yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you know what honestly like as much as like I don't want to talk about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I will say that like it's kind of cool to like see a mother on TV who like doesn't care about her kids. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. a good point. I never even thought about that as a person who's seen a season and a half of it, and it filmed right outside of my apartment. Um, weird to think about, and that's a whole other podcast, dude. Yeah, we yeah, gotta yeah, get yeah. Into, we gotta get into that. Later. That's a, yeah, that's when I'm gonna come back. Yeah. Tim, so we're gonna have you back for a lot of things. I mean, the Bernie Sanders Stanley uh, connection. We're talking about Marvin Mrs. Maisel. We're talking about so much stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But okay, so Shirley Jackson, she did she have like a big break eventually? Like, do you think there was a break or? Yeah, so I think um, in 1948 she wrote the lottery, which I think mm -hmm. is probably you know with the haunting of hill house her most famous um work and the it's... lottery is more like horror-esque right so it's actually interesting it's like a nine-page story that appeared in the new yorker um Ooh. and it's like i guess like kind of like what i was describing earlier it's not like very like boo scary it's but like, it's like it's like dystopian isn't it it's yeah it's like almost like dystopian it's like oh. a very tempered like very well written like almost Ooh. like lyrical description of this like small new england town cool. um where every year i think in the beginning of june um everyone in the town has to like 
pull like a uh, slip of paper out of like a hat or something and okay. whoever gets the one with like a mark on it gets stoned to death whoa okay so i guess that's spoiler alert but so you're reading this like you know whatever yeah i'm sure that a that's lot like of people plot. I don't know, like yeah is that is that a big spoiler alert like i feel like if you read well, and if you're reading something just for the plot like why are you even reading it right right, right 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 oh is, it, is uh, that not is that not how you're supposed to read things <laughs> oh boy fernando <laughs> yeah that is news to <laughs> me <laughs> i've been reading wrong this whole time yeah i mean you, you heard that lady talk about david yeah. that scholar talk about david yeah. foster wallace uh, yeah. and i i retained very little of it <laughs> well there are books that are written just for plot i feel like yeah. a lot of dan brown what, books are just what, like it is yeah. all plot there's nothing what you, deeper what do you fellas watch movies for if not plot? do you watch movies for for symbolism and uh, subtext as well know, i watch for concept you know i watch it for i watch for vibes i watch the yeah. vibes dude fernando you've been consuming media all wrong this, yeah this it's like i really feel years. like yeah i feel like i'm really not enjoying it. what about music are you guys not listening to, i'm not actually not i will say that my favorite music often is very narrative music like i love oh, yeah. a song that like tells a story story me too okay, i yeah. love a, i love a good narrative in my songs a good as well. taylor swift right? yeah, yeah exactly you know song, song right uh anyway but okay, we're not talking about Taylor Swift. We're talking about Shirley Jackson. Okay, so what? I want to know if there's like a shift in her life that caused her to write more uh, tense and dreadful stuff. Was did something happen, or like is she just thinking about stuff, or like what's going on? Yeah, so it's kind of funny because like the story that Stanley read in the literary, the college literary magazine, was like about like a suicidal teenager. Ooh, okay. So like, and I think that. You know, honestly, a lot of this like dark stuff that she's writing about, I think, is sort of like coming. It's the calls coming from inside the house. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I think that these are a lot of um, things that she's kind of experienced. Like the lottery, mm. you know, I think is a lot of people kind of like point to it being like autobiographical about her living in this like small Vermont town and like yeah. having a Jewish husband and like wow. kind of like the judgment and sort of like seething under the surface Whoa. things she kind of like feels um yeah from these people who are like outwardly like very nice and proper i yeah. mean what is so sort of like chilling like about the lottery is that you know all these townspeople are excited some are kind of like oh why are we still doing this but yeah. the woman who ends up getting stoned in the end is the one who's kind of like cheering and like being like yeah the lottery Woo! yeah wow um, you, now you did spoil it yeah, yeah, now <laughs> Yeah, that that actually ruined the book for me. I don't think I'll ever yeah. read it now. <laughs> it's Dude, nine pages. It's nine pages. That's true. And the New Yorker, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, which I do yeah. have a subscription to, uh, so I will probably check it out. You did so not also, need to brag about I, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a brag. It's yeah. a brag. <laughs> you could also. I feel like there's definitely you can listen to it on a podcast. Yeah, it's also probably, if you want to stay keep on this medium you know? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah the audio medium but it's also probably for free anywhere on the internet i feel yeah 100 like. yeah. i think there's a movie yeah. there's a movie of the lottery as well with like oh, yeah with like winona Ryder or something like that I, I could... oh that sounds good i mean <laughs> i hope that exists yeah, yeah. I, I don't know i don't know i don't know anything about shirley yeah. but that that's interesting it's almost like it's very like Camus-esque, you know, like the whole uh, like existential. It almost feels existential, as I'm trying to say, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, are her books no, like that? No, totally. Um, yeah, no, I do think that there is like so. The only Camus that I've read is The Stranger, the Stranger. Mm. Um, and yeah, I do think that there is definitely a sort of like 
Yeah, I would actually think that that's a pretty good comparison that I feel like I have actually never heard been yeah. made before. Well, is there like just a sense of like what is the point of life? Like in all her books, I guess, like a theme of like wondering what the purpose is, like kind of going through uh, the banalities of life and just being like, ugh, if only maybe I should die, you know, that kind of feeling, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's weird because like, I do think that like so many of her characters like are so kind of like self are facing themselves sort of inward. And like, mm. I do think that there isn't sort of like this larger sort of like question about yeah. like existence, life, life right. and you know, um, like I think that so much of it is like sort of these like, these people sort of like their internal kind of struggle with like yeah. external events. Are there a lot of like internal monologues in her stories? Like monologues and like just, you know, going off soliloquies, if you will. Um, Yeah, there actually are. And that's mm. part of like why I really, really, really love her um, yeah. work. Um, some, a critic at the time described her as Virginia werewolf, <laughs> um, which is okay. kind of funny because I do think that that's actually like, she is like in the same way that Virginia Woolf kind of is known for these sort of monologues yeah. uh, within her look, uh, within her work. Like there are these sort of like um, things like this is the um, opening of the haunting of Hill house. Hell yeah. I pulled it. Um, no live organism can continue for long to exist sanely under conditions of absolute reality. Even larks and catydids are supposed by some to dream. Hill House, not sane, stood by itself against its hills, holding darkness within. It had stood so for 80 years and might stand for 80 more. Within, walls continued upright, bricks met neatly, floors were firm, and doors were sensibly shut. Silence lay steadily against the wood and stone of Hill House, and whatever walked there walked alone. Wow. So, you know, yeah. there are these sort of like, um, I guess, sort of like maybe like more philosophical yeah. sort of like. Um, no, I mean, that sounds like you could probably unpack a lot of that. Like, what does this house symbolize? Like, what does this mean of like things so neatly like put together yet not like there's like this uh -huh. sense of, of, of imperfection, you know? Um, and I, this, love, like, I love that. Yeah, That's awesome. Like this idea of like something can't be sane under yeah. conditions of like absolute reality. And it's like, right. You know, this like idea that like, you know, what causes madness. Right. And, so she wrote you know. a lot about like houses, like haunted houses. Yeah. And that's kind of the funny thing because like, even in the sort of like the first paragraph of her, even like mother journal work, yeah. you know, she starts it off by like describing um, the house, but mm. yeah, like her last three novels, Hill house, um, the sundial and uh, we've always lived in the castle are basically you know the houses themselves are like really characters within yeah the books so, to bring it back to you why do you find houses and haunted houses so interesting that's actually funny because i um have been thinking about that a lot in preparing for this and i think that part of it it was like i really grew up in like mcmansion suburb hell, hell in like rural yeah. pennsylvania yeah and like i just feel like being like and something that I used to love to do growing up would be to like kind of like go into houses while they were being built and like Whoa. kind of like poke around with my yeah. friends and stuff. Yeah. Um and it just seems like 
sort of especially like seeing these houses that were like so cookie cutter and like so yeah. impersonal right being built um yeah. and like being like this like what makes like a you know the classic like what makes a house a home yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah you know the fact that like um these sort of like very like uniform things yeah. are going to like have all these like different yeah yeah different lives kind of like pass through them and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. and the I'm, other I'm thing you, yeah the other thing that definitely uh caused it is that um in the middle of this cornfield near my house growing up there was just like a totally burnt house like it was just mm. like the basement yes like it, it was in the middle of a cornfield so like there was no road That's, coming to it that is um, so scary <laughs> yeah and you would go and look in the hole and there was like a burnt bed in it oh and, my like, god all this like yeah. crazy stuff and i just remember being like six or seven and like walking over there with like my dad or my sister and wow. just like, exploring it just so totally like captured you it like captured you. me yeah. Yeah, yeah even still like at work like i have a newspapers.com subscription to do research <laughs> and like i always try to like look for an article about that house that burnt down in the middle of the cornfield did you ever like, find anything about it no it's oh, like man, it's so mysterious. like my life and it's now it's since been demolished and a mcmansion is built yeah on top of it so it's like uh, uh full circle I baby know. in a way i in know a way. it's like yeah so. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I also grew up in like a very suburban, like cookie cutter uh, thing. And I was actually also just thinking about this the other day. I watched or I, I saw on like, I think Twitter, someone's like, yo, finally bought a house at 23 or something. And they like, they showed me. Yeah. Fi- I don't know. It finally. Took, it took so long. Yeah, it took so long. No, I guess like uh, they're, they're being pumped for being so young and buying a house. Right. But they're like showing the inside of the house and they're like, look how beautiful it is. And it looked very suburban. And I'm like, in my head, I just realized that, like, I could never, I don't think I can ever enjoy the interior of a suburban house. Because they're all built to look so, like, industrial, but, like, trying so hard to, like, have a semblance of, like, comfort, you know? And, like, coziness. Mm -hmm. But it's all just, like, it doesn't, like, work. And I think that, like, just growing up in a house similar to that, it's, like, it's a weird, like, I wonder who else lived here. I wonder, like, what, uh, like decorations were here i wonder like what kind of people were here you know I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have that same feeling right yeah and it's like what kind of people are gonna be here when like my parents die yeah you know? when i'm gone right and how, how are they gonna decorate it like we sort of moved to our place like my place my place now in omaha i guess is like mm-hmm. out of like convenience you know it's just like what who who does it you know what i'm saying it's like a weird houses are weird for sure yeah yeah and do you feel that way about your own personal house growing up your childhood home um, you know, I feel like it is, it's feels really haunted when I go back to it now. Yeah. Um, you know, my grandpa who died at a hundred, oh, I guess almost 101, I guess Whoa. it was 100 when he died, lived, nice. like grew up with, I grew up with him living with us and like, it was always kind of like, you know, all of these like noises, him, like <laughs> he, he walked yeah. very heavily, like down the Whoa. hall. That's and, some, like, that's some ghost shit, dude. Yeah, it just feels, and it's also like I didn't have like the best childhood, so it like yeah. feels like a lot of that stuff is kind of in the air, and just right. to kind of like go down to the basement and like see all of like my sister and I's like old toys and yeah. like all mm-hmm. this stuff, it just feels like there's just so there's so many like emotions kind but, of like yeah. stirring in it. It's funny how like people are so easily able to like attach, uh, 
emotions and a, a nostalgia to like objects and physical things you know what i'm saying and i think that's like mm-hmm. the, the power of like going to your childhood home and just looking around being like fuck this is just like a plate but like this plate has you know what i'm saying like i ate <laughs> yeah, off this no, totally. fucking plate when i was like two you know what i'm saying it's weird yeah like even it's crazy like my growing up i always my sister and i would always use these like plastic bowls and um you know a couple weeks ago she sent me a picture of my niece her daughter who is she like my sister took the bowls from my parents house and now my niece is like using them wow cereal and i'm like right and you think shirley jackson's probably thinking about all this stuff just like yeah no totally spaces and of things and you know the the history of of everything i guess as broad and dumb as that is but yeah well it is like so you know it's just like funny because it's like you know the house and like home life like fits into so much of her work but it's just like so cool for someone to be able to like look at different aspects of it where she's just like i made cookies today and also (laughs) um you know uh be like oh this house is gonna like make this person kill themselves right (laughs) right so weird also kind of spooky like eerie it's like just a, like houses are just eerie like just a a place that you live in with people you know and like i i remember visiting one of these mcmansions uh of this kid um and he was autistic and he was living for some reason his parents left him in his giant mansion by himself and uh we were just walking like me and my friends like he like kept like asking people to, like hang out with him They're like ah you know like we feel kind of bad like this probably this kid probably doesn't have a lot of friends so we like went over right mm-hmm. and also like he has a mansion so it's like that's pretty cool just walking around the coldest place i think just like you know what i'm saying it's like yeah, so yeah. cold and like everything it was like at night so like we'd like walk around and like the hallways were so long and there were like there's one hallway i remember very vividly that led into a gym like a little indoor gym and it was oh aligned God. with mirrors and you're just like in this dark cold house it's just him living there by himself for some reason this this, this place probably had like i don't know seven bedrooms you know what i'm saying like it was giant and can you just like i i the whole time i was walking around there being like i'm just imagining living here by myself just just thinking about the empty rooms and it like freaked me out i can't do that you know what i'm saying yeah no and i think that that's like also like such a good parallel too to like um you know like our own internal state states where it's like that person probably was like oh this is my childhood home it's so comforting yeah whereas like when you like even if like going like if you were able to drop into someone else's mind in the same way like it would also be terrifying and uncanny and really disorienting but yeah yeah it was creepy uh to say the least and um yeah i think about that a lot something i should probably unpack in therapy what a weird time anyway uh shirley jackson so if you if she was alive today what kind of story do you think she'd write that's sort of interesting because at her sort of the end of her life um she was working on like a new book that i don't really remember a lot of the details of but like she was like i'm done writing like horror books like i want to write this is going to be my happy book yeah um so and then she I'm, died and then she died <laughs> and then she um, died yeah yeah <laughs> like she kind of like really went so she like had she died at 48 which is really sad um yeah but she had just like was like a heavy drinker she struggled with um like just like bad habits smoking oh, um, she was like drinking. an unhappy person she was an unhappy person but yeah. and like she also uh, became, she partied like, hard 
She party partied party hard. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, went out all um, the time. She was a good time. Art. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Yeah. Well, and she was like prescribed uppers and downers and like, Ooh. you know, also was agoraphobic for like two years. Um, and then finally the house thing. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. But then was finally like, okay, I'm going to stop being agoraphobic. I'm going to start like living right. And like, I'm going to break up with like, because she, her marriage with Stanley kind of like had gotten bad yeah. when she kind of was in the worst of her mental illness. Sure. Um, and she was like, I'm going to write like a happy book or, you know, uh-huh. write like a different kind of book. Right. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, I don't really know what that would have been like, but, wow. Um, you know, I think that she would still kind of like really uh be hitting it hard. Yeah. Like I like in the in the genre and the uh, in the, the genre. Yeah. But the thing is like something that I wonder is like how she would like treat technology. Like I yeah. do think that like, you know, so much of her work kind of like taps into this like very um primordial like ancient sort of thing these yeah. ancient traditions and like ancient kind of like feelings and like right um sensations that behind man's been trying yeah. yeah exactly that man's been trying to like kind of explain since the beginning of time but like sure. i guess like what would it be like to add like a computer into the yeah. mix or like a smartphone like a, a phone yeah. yeah so do you think she would write like something based around that i think she would she feel like, i feel yeah. like she'd be very keen on things like that like like an object that is so advanced she would probably go into sci-fi, to be honest, like a like a dreadful sci- yeah. science fiction, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, and it's like you know, it's like the house in so many of her books is like this thing that traps people and like is representative of their internal yeah. mind and space. But it's like, yeah, like I wonder if like that would be a computer or a phone. In, right, and I think um, I think she uh, to to go deeper into it. Well, I, well, I am sort of perceiving Shirley to be kind of like the self-aware, but destructive person. I feel like she would have gone to therapy. I feel like she would have gone to therapy. I feel like she would have gotten right. And she would have written just happy books from like the point on, you know what I'm saying? I can see, yeah. can't you see that? I feel like I can see that. Yeah. Well, she, you know, and she did, you know, I think therapy then was kind of bad um, <laughs> yeah. and misguided. Just Freud. Um, That's all we had. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, but like also like what makes her books so good, too, is besides them being so scary is that they're really funny. Yeah, and like okay. it's just this like in one of the childhood or in one of the family memoirs, um, she like talks about going. She's pregnant with her second is about is going into labor with her second kid. Yeah. And she's like going to the hospital and like the doctor is like what's your occupation and she's like i'm a writer and he's like i'll just write housewife Um, and she has like a bunch of like great lines like that that like you know are kind of devastating but like are also hilarious she would have just been a stand-up yeah Yeah. she would have just been a stand-up the marvelous mrs jackson right she would have absolutely had a show at vital joint a hundred percent yeah she's definitely like you know a the vital joint gal vital joint gal dude doing doing stuff at, at cantina <laughs> in the back room you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> um anyway what do you think um speaking of like modern day shirley which i think is a fascinating thing to like put authors like past author, authors who have died in like modern day settings um but to make it personal if you had a day with shirley jackson today what would you do with her Oh, that's like a really fun question yeah um i feel like in what not in our contemporary COVID time. Yeah, obviously. Pre-COVID or post-COVID, whatever you want to imagine. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, um, I feel like we, I would love to, like, um, go see, I would love to, like, get lunch, talk about ideas. Where would you take her to lunch? 
That's a good question. So I, I know exactly. I would love to go to like film form or Metrograph with her. Love it. Um, to go see cool. like a, uh, yeah. you know, like a pre-code Hollywood movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ooh. Okay. Yeah, like something kind of fun and silly. Yeah. So I, I do, I am keen on the like upstairs of uh, Metrograph. So yeah. maybe we could go there. Okay, you like some. it? All right. Yeah, I like it up there. What else? I feel <laughs> like, like it enough. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like that would be nice. Get a burger. I, I want to get. A, I would want to get a burger with her. Why? Bloody Mary and a burger. I because I feel like she loved like eating red meat and she was yeah, like, hell yeah. Um, and I don't know if this is. She was, you know, she loved to eat. She was sure. just like, I mean, also, like, I feel like another reason I relate to her is that I think that she's kind of like uh, eating her emotions, like compulsive eater. Mm, and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. relate, relate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we would get burgers, we'd go see a movie, and then we would go um, to my favorite bar in Midtown called Tommy Jazz. I've been um, there. I love Tommy Jazz. Yeah. Great Tommy Jazz is the best. happy hour tapas, like, like uh, menu. Amazing. Yeah, and I love, you know, someone singing an old tune. The jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, God, I love Tommy in, Jazz. One of my favorite in places. Midtown though? Midtown? It's more like East Upper it's like East Midtown. Upper East Side ish. Yeah. It's by MoMA kind of. Yeah. And That's it's cool. like hidden. It's what's cool, so cool about it is yeah. it's like midtown, but you like go under this. You have to ring a doorbell streets. to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll okay. all go. Post COVID, let's all go. Yeah. Easy, That'd be fun. It's a fun time because you like get like cheap eats and you like watch some great jazz and you just like chill and it's like All very right. it's very cozy low ceilings very Japanese jazz I would say too mm-hmm. I mean it's just like the Japanese love a very specific kind of jazz but no I mean it's a it's a cool spot anyway uh, okay so you go to jump Tommy Jazz and then what else are you guys doing um I don't know I feel like. Hmm. You'd obviously take her to a show at Vital Joint, be like, "Hey, you should well, yes, I was something. actually gonna think that. I was like, maybe she would actually like doing that. Like I feel like show? I would. Yeah. I would love to, um, you know, uh, take her to like an old comedy show. I That'd mean, I feel like it would be fun to <laughs> to take her to an alt comedy show. Yeah. I'm just so fucking uh, <laughs> corny, but no, you it's know. true. It's definitely like a, a scene. I guess. And I think that part part of why I said that is that I feel like I would love her to see that like there are people kind of carrying the torch. Yeah. Of yeah. Of her vibes. Yeah. That even um, you know, that like uh our uh generation is sort of you know, our generation I think that yeah. And also that like, you know, so many of these things in our culture where it's like kind of like being like spooky and like yeah. witchy and yeah. like whatever goth like i yeah. feel like she would like maybe i would take her to like goth night or something. <laughs> um, goth night the bell house or something yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing um, yeah um what else was i gonna say which definitely yeah. like i think nowadays has a resurgence like the whole like punk goth emo uh like kind of uh metal type aesthetic you know it's yeah, like I'm really into Pilates, and uh, both of the instructors <laughs> identify as goth. And the, the, the class I like the best is called Goth Flow. That is amazing. I didn't know. I didn't know there could be goth Pilates instructors. But why would I even assume? Otherwise? Shout out to New Sweat. Yeah, <laughs> and it's spelled N U. Yeah, N U U. Of yeah. course. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, cool. Would you take her to that Pilates class? I feel like she'd be into it. Maybe I don't know. Um, I don't know if she would. I feel like she wasn't <laughs> a big on exercise. Exercise, yeah, no, probably not. Um, okay, so it's like a lovely day with Shirley Jackson. Just hanging yeah, I feel I feel like it would be really sweet. Yeah. Um, and she'd probably yeah. be into it. And I can see her. I mean, now that you spoke film, I I can see her being a filmmaker too. 
uh yeah just like knowing who she is now that you've t- you've taught me um yeah i feel like if she was like in a different circle i mean maya darren who is probably um one of was kind of like the godmother of like experimental film also mm. attended syracuse university okay around the same time Whoa. actually i've never really added up friends? their dates um that'd be sick that would be so cool if they were yeah. let me this just is, see this is the french girl this is no wait same no there's a french guy right a french oh no the french girl was her friend no um but no maya darren and she might have actually been (gasps) at syracuse university maybe taking some classes together yeah influenced each other maybe subconscious ways maybe actually maybe i'm lying and maybe she didn't (laughs) actually go to syracuse that's okay i could have sworn that she did we can look Um, it up yeah i mean it's not we're not here for accuracy we're here for interest Oh, she did begin college at Syracuse, oh, but okay. I think she she became involved in the Trotsky movement. Whoa, had it became out. a socialist and came to New York. So I God. think that they actually might have missed each other, just barely. Yeah, barely. but if only yeah. the, the the two had met, and imagine yeah. all the stuff that could have been made. Oh, the toys of time. How can we get over them? Anyway, if uh, if you were to suggest like getting into Shirley Jackson because I want to get into Shirley Jackson now. It sounds pretty sweet. I mean, the, the first line mm-hmm. of The Haunting of, of, of Hill House, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Um, oh, also I wanted to ask, did she also write the second season of, like, it's a spinoff show, The Haunting on Knob Hill or whatever? Which, that so that actually was written or based on a Henry James story oh, who, um, you know, okay. who I'm sure you um, might have heard of. He's heard like, of, kind, yeah. he's kind of like, you know, I think that like thinking of like great American horror writers, yeah. um, it's her, you know, Henry James is kind of seen as her precursor. Okay. Um, the Turner of the Screw is the mm. novel that that was based off of. So. Got it. Okay. So yeah. no, because uh, I like that one. <laughs> but anyway, what would you say? Was that one good? Yeah. It was good. It was good. I mean, it's different from The Hill House, uh-huh. but I mean, it's similar like like directing and like the whole mm-hmm. ideas. It's a haunted house. You know, how how different can you get really? Um, but uh, yeah, if I wanted to get into Shirley Jackson, what 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 would you suggest? So I do feel like, um, you know, the lottery is like an easy way to dip your toe in. But like, I also don't I think that if I had read the lottery first, which I probably maybe actually did when i was in school or something um it's kind of like it's cool but it's like kind of forgettable um i would say damn uh, i don't know it's like it's not forgettable that's the wrong way it's just like kind of it's just such a small little snippet that you're not and it's so self-contained that you're not like oh i want to read the next story well it's just nine pages right yeah it's really short also also the plot's been spoiled for you yeah yeah, i know exactly what happens right so actually my favorite of her novels is called hangs a man And it's about it's like this coming of age story about this girl who goes to college in, you know, the 40s. And she um, is kind of like a misfit. And then she like becomes friends with like this mysterious other (gasps) student. I love this. Um, I love this. And I don't want to actually spoil it. No spoilers. Literally, I read it on a plane. I read like the whole thing on a plane ride to Italy. Like I stayed up (gasps) all night on a plane reading it, watching it. And I had to go to the bathroom at one point. And when I was in the bathroom, I was so scared because the book was made me scary. Scary. Really? Yeah. It was um, interesting because yeah. So I think that that's my favorite, but I also like, do love like a kind of like college coming of age yeah um you're a you know, sucker you're a sucker for that i'm a, yeah i, I guess it's you. a billing billing zone roman <laughs> the german <laughs> word for it um but love it. i would also you know the haunting of hill house is probably the you know 
uh, one of the one of the uh, OGs, one of the ones you'd recommend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. wait, the okay, Haunting of a Hill House, and the other one that you just mentioned, what was it Hangus? called? Hangus. Hangs a man. Hangs a man. Is that a short yeah. story? Or is that a book? That's a book. It's a book. Got book. it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, and what what short stories do you recommend? I guess besides the lottery, I guess. So I love the lottery. I'm so let me just look because there's one that I really like. I feel like kind of like to go off of the lottery. Um, there's like a kind of like cute fun one, but let me find the name. Okay. Um, and did she write usually for the New Yorker a lot, or is it just kind of like everywhere? It was kind of like everywhere. Yeah. I feel like it was like. So let's see. So the story that I want to um, find the title of, um, Shirley Jackson, it's like basically it is kind of like one of the uh, motherhood stories, Ooh. but she like um, motherhood, but it's kind of has like a spooky twist on it. Love it. Love it. Oh, I think it's actually, it's just called Charles. Okay. Um, and it's about her um son like starting kindergarten and he would kind of like come home every day and like complain about this other student relatable and um, right here basically it has a fun twist to it (gasps) okay cool i love it i want to check these out hell yeah um sweet well i think we should start wrapping this up i feel like we talked in 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 real depth about charlie jackson i feel like everyone who's listening is probably a good sense of what she's about what she's been into um, but before we start wrapping it up, Tim, is there anything else you want to say about her before we start uh, the last question? Um, you know, I guess what I will say is that, um, you know, f- I feel like for so long I like kind of avoided her because I kind of was like didn't really like understand mm. her or like yeah. being like, well, I like want to read. I don't want to read like <laughs> Stephen King's favorite yeah, book. but. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think that if something if something keeps finding its way in your life in the way that Shirley Jackson kind of kept like coming back to me, to your and, life, like, yeah, coming, you should uh, follow you should it. check it out. Follow yeah. it, yeah, get deeper into Live it. Live your bliss. That. Live yeah. your bliss. Hell yeah. Um, that's how I feel about Death Grips, the band. I don't know if you guys listen to them, but it's so <laughs> jarring. Yeah, I keep putting them on, and I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Fernando, anything else on your mind about Shirley Jackson? No, I don't have any any anything on my mind at the moment. I I was just kind of wondering. I was kind of curious at the beginning. Uh, would you would you say that she's very similar to like uh, like Lovecraft or anything like that? Or yeah, I do. I feel like she mm-hmm. and Lovecraft are definitely in the. I mean, he's kind of like the king of the weird OG, fiction. OG, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but like, I do feel like it's kind of funny because she was kind of homophobic. But like, I do feel like as like a gay person like there's something about her like i feel like it feels like very like queer and like mm. identity based in like a way mm. that i feel like lovecraft like creates these like really cool worlds and yeah. like really cool circumstances but i do i think like why i prefer shirley jackson is that like i feel like there's kind of like this interior yeah. kind of, it kind of like feels like taking a bubble bath or <laughs> and then getting back. released and then scared and it's like someone knocking <laughs> on the door and like okay. you're like oh. you out <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's uh i mean yeah going back to the idea of like the introspective thing i feel like being so into like the characters being so into themselves it's like it's hard not to feel like you're immersed in them as well or like they're kind of like encapsulating you in a way right yeah uh, that's so fun um well that's cool and i want to check it out even more now i mean 
I don't really read a lot of horror stuff. So I think, and I've, I've been getting into horror movies. So it's like, this is perfect complimentary things. 100%. 100%. Uh, but Tim, before we end, before we end this, I'm sure you know this is coming. Uh, as a little palate cleanser, describe your perfect day. Um, You know, so actually kind of like what I described. With Shirley Jackson. Um, with Shirley Jackson is pretty similar. Yeah. I mean, thinking of like perfect days, I wish I could still smoke pot. Because I used to, like, love, like, smoking pot. Like, one of my perfect days, like, I remember it was probably New York and maybe, like, the summer of 2012. But it was at the end of the summer. um, And it was, like, kind of, like, a chilly day. It wasn't, like, cold. But it was, like, you know, you could kind of feel fall coming, settling in. And I smoked pot really early. Like, I woke up at 9 and smoked pot. Then I went into the city. to smoke pot. Yeah. Yeah, Hell yeah. (laughs) And then I just, like, went and... um saw i mean i went to a store and i just like kind of like felt like really nice sweaters and stuff (laughs) um and then i went to go see the movie the tree of life but i fell asleep during Uh, it i've also fell asleep Um, to that movie as well as (laughs) hell yeah sorry terrence malik and then all of my friends were at like fort tilden the beach and i was like took the train from like union square all the way out there and i met up with them and then i like went swimming in my underwear and then it started lightning and i was like at this point like had smoked pot like four times like (laughs) wasted so Um, high so drunk and i was just in the middle of the ocean with all my friends yeah and we just see this like huge lightning strike whoa so scary and then um we went got on the subway and took it home and like i remember transferring subway cars and just like looking back and like my wet underwear that i had been swimming in all day was just like laying on the subway bench love it and i was like oh well i guess that that's a, means that's a new york moment done. that's a yeah new, if you don't lose your underwear on your on the subway you're not a real new yorker you know yeah like that is that is a criteria for sure so that's the only thing day. yeah the only thing that i would add is that i feel like uh, then more, I pot. Did, more pot more pot yeah. let yeah well, I wish I could still that smoke that amount yeah. of pot. But I it's would, your perfect day, I, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I never ate like good food then, so I would like oh. eat something really good. Yeah. What's a good food? Name a good food. Um, like a fried chicken sandwich. Oh, or oh yeah. my god. Or like oh, a yeah. Caesar sa- a Caesar salad. Ooh, a good Caesar salad that does hit. Mm-hmm. That does hit hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big. I'm big into. Uh, I used to be big into like smoking and eating like that like a lot like music's fine movies are fine doing stuff is fine but like eating was like an incredible experience all high yeah. i remember th- i remember that yeah so i'm sorry you missed out i'm saying is what i'm saying and on your yeah. perfect day you wouldn't right i know yeah right. <laughs> yeah y'all got so heavy into drugs so young. it's insane <laughs> yeah pot it's yeah. not that <laughs> yeah i just uh I, very innocuous I drug i never opinion. touched any of the devil's lettuce to my ears you know? oh that's not true. He's it's, actually high right now. Um, it's completely dry <laughs> growing, growing up. Well, uh, Tim, where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at uncle underscore poppers. Very funny Twitter. Um, I'm a big fan. Yeah, so I'm I'm very active on there. I'm also on Instagram, but I feel like a I'm starting to feel like a boomer on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. It is now going um, out of out of fashion for sure. So um, I'm there at the underscore male m a l e underscore gaze, <laughs> um, which no like gaze. was a really cool handle when I made it in like 2012. But I don't know <laughs> if it's a cool handle anymore. Um, it's cool to me. It's cool, and that's all that matters, right? It's cool that I have it, but like yeah. I feel like I, yeah. I may, that's what that's part of where this like feeling of feeling like a boomer is coming from with it. Maybe. Oh, you're saying like your own personal experience is like the way you use Instagram, you feel kind of boomery. 
Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I feel like kids just don't. Kids. Gen Z like doesn't really use Instagram yeah. anyway. Anyway. I'm anyway. not. I mean, and I'm not on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> maybe you should be. It's a fun time. I love TikTok, but that's a whole yeah. other pod. That's Art, a whole Art other always, pod. He's always trying to get people to get on TikTok. <laughs> it's like his favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> Um, I do have these two TikTokers I'm obsessed with, and I only use it to watch their videos. Okay, so you do want... Okay, so you sort of get it. You sort of get but it. But I, I get it, but I also... They're on... They, he posts them on Instagram a lot of the times, oh, yeah. but... So. Yeah. And he's really cr- he's really cringe. <laughs> yeah, that's a big that's a big humor, uh, I guess, genre on TikTok. Cringe humor. Um, but um, if you want to follow him, his handle is Darren, Darren, <laughs> Darren on TikTok. <laughs> and Instagram, just go find him. He's a very funny dude. I think yeah. he's just Darren on Instagram. Okay, Instagram? Yeah. That's a good handle. Just one name. Just, it's like it. Darren, like underscore or something. It's still with pretty, like two ends. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, well, Tim, this has been really fun. Uh, I know. This was so fun. This is super fun. Uh, anything else on your guys' minds that we should uh, talk about before we end? No? All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Fernando. What's up? <laughs> the energy so <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to bring that what's going on art we're here yeah why are you bummed what, what's bumming you out because art art i just found out art kai is not six feet tall and it, <laughs> it bummed me out a little bit uh yeah sorry i mean it bums out a lot of people i think i just you know tell them that yeah. like i just have such tall guy energy you know yeah you just yeah you, you, i radiate I, giant tall man <laughs> i thought you're gonna be six six two at least you're yeah. 5'11". That's no, I'm 5'11". Pretty- and sometimes on a bad day, 5'10", you know? Oh, that's so sad. On a good day, I am six feet. Because on a Anyways, good day, I'm wearing my heels. Just I, I got to get my mind off of this. Let's just <laughs> talk about Shirley Jackson, the episode. Really fun. You know, love Tim. Yeah, love Tim. Great, great guy. Great guy. So what do you think about uh, Shirley? Shirley Jackson? Yeah. Uh, it, I did find it, like, the idea that when he was talking about, like, her her agency that she had that was kind of, like, on the backdrop of the like the 50s stuff like that right. she had, like she seemed like she had more independence she could do stuff right more freedom than like the typical person like the typical like prototype of what we imagine right uh, a, a wife is like in the in the 50s right. that was that was really cool and um i'm sure i'm sure like he said it was probably more she's probably in the minority in that sense mm, yeah but i i do think that probably gave her an interesting <clears throat> perspective in her writing right and i think that like agency in that era doesn't necessarily mean like complete agency i feel like agency just means like you know kind of independence and she probably felt like independence right yeah but agency goes further than that it's like it's got like you know independence to do like to find life purpose you know i feel like in the 50s it's hard not to just be like a housewife and a mom yeah and she was a writer she was she was a writer she she produced did she have a family did we go over that yeah she she has a family i think she had like three kids or something like that um and a husband that didn't go out very well bernie sanders you know the whole thing which is crazy i mean like yeah, I like the I love horror in that like it's so like sci-fi and I think I guess a lot of genres but mainly like horror and sci-fi and even fantasy it's all like symbolism for shit. It's all yeah. like the thema- it's so thematic, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I do love horror um and I I right. think what I I like about a lot of horror and I think things that take horror into account is I feel like a lot of them are about um in general a lot of times it's about like acceptance almost. Yeah, totally. It, accepting things that are like outside of you your control and, right yeah. exactly and exactly. I think that, that's what i've always really enjoyed about the genre of horror itself. yeah and also if you like look at a lot of things it's like 
it's like that plus it goes you can like find a specific thing and like really dive into like an atrocity of life right like mm-hmm. get out like racism right hereditary yeah. like trauma passed through family and stuff like that you know what i'm yeah. saying like it's 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 accepting things but you can also focus in on and, what yeah. to accept exactly yeah. now, which I, is I so think- dope I've always really enjoyed horror. Also, I did some thinking about it, about the Edgar Allan Poe thing I said up top. I think <laughs> I think what I'm remembering is he, inve- he invented the detective genre. Oh, like a noir yeah, 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 detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Damn. See, hey, if I'm, you had to write a horror story, what would you write? Ooh, if I had to write a horror story? Like, what would it be oh, about? Oh, that is, that is a solid question. Okay, uh... I think I think it would be more of a dystopian a dystopian future kind of thing. Hell yeah. Maybe uh like Mad Max or we're talking like Blade Runner, like how I'm dystopian. Thinking, I'm thinking an area where we we pick we pick a, a subset of people that we decide we decide on and we we start farming them for meat. Okay. Like uh Soylent. Yeah, yeah. Is, that, is this a thing already? Is this already? Did I? No, did I, I mean, them? look, nothing's original anymore. Everyone just steals from each but other. But I want to so. be original. Right? <laughs> I want to be one of a kind. You can try to be original, but you just won't be. I want to be original in the most hacky way possible. <laughs> I want like a horror story. There's like a clown, and he like goes in people's dreams. <laughs> and <laughs> it's it's at it's based in, on a campground campground you know? yeah there's also like a haunted house in play i mean like yeah. american horror story has already played with all these tropes already yeah. so we can't even we can't even, that's not even original either yeah. um uh, and not another teen mo- no scary movies already done anyway okay so dystopian farming i, humans I, I do i me. do like stories with a dystopian society i i like i like yeah. 1984 yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, love it animal know, farm yeah brave I like, world I like like future sci-fi things, things yeah, like, like a cyberpunky type like, thing. Yeah, like RoboCop, you know, the Fifth okay. Element. Sick. Sick. I, I I do like a good dystopian uh, society. Yeah. Right. In in my in my narratives. Yeah, I'm a uh, fan. I think of um, more supernatural. Like I love yeah. the Lighthouse, the movie. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's all about like. And I love stories that like rely on tension between characters, not so much the tension between. Um, the, the actual supernatural thing yeah yeah that was just like that's just more of a backdrop but it like yeah. affects the characters to be tense with each other yeah. and i think that's a lot of horror obviously but yeah. like um yeah i love i love cults you know mm-hmm. i feel like cult shit always yeah. about that i think you cults know, would be season seven of american horror story you know? yeah midsommar you know? yeah right right heaven's nice Gate. dream yeah totally uh, let's write a horror story that's dystopian and with cults. i mean I also I, I do love a good supernatural element. I do like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I I think if I was gonna write something though, I would like it to be dystopian. Uh, just just because I feel like for me it's easier to relate to a dystopian like a, a society that is dystopian. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Because that's what's happening it. right now, boy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't know what right I. Now, I don't know what I find so relatable about a society that's just like <laughs> that's beautiful. Just f- that, <laughs> that is just like gilded almost. You know, it's yeah. just like like. Oh, okay. are, we li- are we living in a in a gilded age? Is that what you would call what we're living in right now? Right now, uh, do I think what we're living right now is uh, the age of <laughs> consumer? No, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, yeah, man, I think that. This uh, a gilded age is interesting, yeah. and I think there's a lot yeah. very creepy, a creepy yeah. aspect of it to yeah. it. You know, I or I like. Uh, I wrote a short story. I'm, now we're just gonna talk about a short story. <laughs> yeah, last I, thing we'll say. <laughs> last thing we'll say. I wrote a short story when I was in community college, guys. Whoa! Um, shout it out. It was. It was about. Um, it was a world where they had created a a utopia. Okay. There's a, a perfect world, 
and uh, you can be a part of it. But to be a part of it, you have to go through an interview process. Okay. And they decide if you get to go to that that perfect world. Oh, like and it's an allegory for heaven, baby. Exactly. Yeah. And and the the short story took place during that interview. That that and what happens is it's it's a husband and wife go in for their interview. Okay. And the story picks up right when the wife is being dragged out of the room because she did not make it. Yeah. And that's that's where it picks up. Ooh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. This is yeah. This is the story. This is the story I wrote. And yeah, that's exact. It's exactly what it is. It's, it's an allegory for heaven. <laughs> for heaven. And it's Here's... the idea, the idea of whether or not a utopia can exist unless right. we all are allowed in it. So allowed like, can heaven can heaven truly be heaven if we can't all go to heaven? Well, it's also a problem. Like, what is heaven? What is perfection? What is yeah, ex utopia? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um. But hey, I just thought of a great horror story. I think. Okay. Imagine this. Two dudes star a podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they keep doing it yeah yeah and people listen oh my god what that's a that's a horror story for them really. that's a yeah i know right uh, <laughs> oh my god I think, I think we should make it i think it would actually be pretty good <laughs> um just an idea just an idea we'll toy around with it and the whole the scariest part of it yeah it's really funny it's really it's, it's, it's really it's really interesting guys it's really interesting and funny that's yeah. the scariest yeah. part but everybody that listens to it <laughs> will die will die yeah uh, i mean that's, that's true everyone that's, who listens to it really does sad. anything will the mortality die. rate <laughs> the mortality rate of everybody that's listening to this podcast will we'll die will be 100 percent eventually yeah uh, all right well that's a good place to end um <laughs> everyone listening you will die um and uh we'll catch you guys on the next one bye <laughs>